good at it. But we just appreciate you, Lord Jesus, tonight. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit in this room, for your grace, for your love that you have for us, Lord. We really bless you, honor you tonight. Just take a moment and just, mm, I'm always, I'm a saver. I like to savor things. I just, whenever God does anything, I want to savor it. I just want to just rush and do something else. I just, Lord, we just want to take this moment and savor you. Savor your love and savor your presence. Lord, we just, just agree, Lord. We don't want to ever take you for granted, Lord. Do break us open, Lord. So that we really would come forth as the beautiful bride, Lord. The beautiful body of this earth, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Yeah. I, got, I wanted to ask, I got a couple of things I want to ask. Number one, does, is anybody in here uh, feel like the Lord's got a call on your life to do ministry in Cuba? Anybody in this room tonight that has a, feels like they have a call in their life to do ministry to Cuba, raise your hand. In particular, uh, ministry to children in Cuba. Your husband does? Okay, that may work. If somebody does, I've, I've met this person last night in a dream. Um, I was thinking they'd be here tonight. Maybe they'll be here another night. But all right, let, so that's... I'll, I'll hang on to that one, but it might be your husband. Actually, it was a woman that came to me in a dream, spoke to me about Cuba and about the children in Cuba, and basically asked me what we was going to do about them. <laughs> well, she asked me, I thought, I don't know, what are we going to do about them? But maybe God wants to speak something to us. But another thing that happened to me last night, a couple, uh, two years ago, almost two years ago, Becky and I met this lady. She was, we were in Toronto, and this lady kept watching us, you know, for a few days up there, and finally Becky went and said, I think I'm going to go talk to that woman, and that woman asked Becky this question. She was from Egypt. She was an Egyptian lady. She asked her this question that has just haunted me in a good way. She said, how's your country? That was her question. I have never heard such a question in my life. How's your country? That thing just got into me, man. And uh, but last night, uh, in I had a, in this dream, this lady, this same lady, came to me and she handed me something. She handed me a piece of paper that was folded up, real close, put it in my hand. And I don't really know what it is, but I think it has something to do with our country. And uh, because ever since that time, I've really felt like God's had a calling on my life to our country. I don't know why. I think it's crazy. Why would I have a calling? I mean, you know, I really feel this responsibility towards our nation. When I look at our nation, I feel this responsibility to to help our country, help our nation. Like I could, you know, only God can help our country. But I don't know what it is she put in my hand. It was a piece of paper that was folded very neatly and tightly. And I want to just take a moment. If y'all, if you would like to stand, I want to pray for our nation tonight. And I don't, I ask the Lord, Lord, if that thing that she put in my hand is from you, which I believe it is, I want to, I want to know what it is. Uh, but I just want to release that because I believe that lady was an angel actually that we saw there. I felt that then, and, and 
it was her last night in the dream, and I felt that she was an angel in the dream. So I just want us to pray and agree that the, that the Lord have his way in, in our nation right now. And our nation is really going through something that's difficult. But somehow God's in all, all of this that's going on right now. He really is. And I know people in this room are affect, already being affected by things. I talked to one person, and he says, I still have a job, and I'm not getting paid because the people who invest into their company don't want to release any of their money. So, But God's bigger than all that. So let's just ask God. Father, right now, we just want to lift up the United States to you, Lord, and ask you, Lord, we don't really deserve mercy, and we don't deserve your grace, but nevertheless, we're going to ask you one more time to have mercy on this country. Lord, we know we're a, a fallen people, and we're really not a nation that loves you like we did maybe at one time. But, but tonight we're asking you, there are people in this room that love you uh, fervently, and there's people all across this nation that you have that love you fervently. So we're asking you on behalf of this nation tonight, Lord. Lord, we ask you to speak to, to the lawmakers and the people who are making decisions. God, help them to make the right decision. Lord, we pray that our president and all the senators and all the people who are making decisions and advisors and people who are making decisions that are going to affect this future, the future of this nation, that somehow they would make the decision that you have in your heart, Lord, the decision that you have tonight. We're asking you for it one more time, Lord. And you would, uh, Lord, we believe the purpose of this nation, Lord, is to preach the gospel to the nations to provide uh, income and, and finances for missions into the nations. And, Lord, we believe that that job is not finished. So we're asking you, Lord, to turn the tide in this nation. Turn the tide of evil. Turn, turn this thing around, Lord. And, Father, we pray for the elections coming up, Lord. Lord, we're asking you for men and women to be elected that are godly servants, that have a servant's heart, that, that want to come in to serve this nation not serve their agenda, not serve their political party, Lord, but they would really have a servant's heart to serve this, this nation and serve the people of this nation and bring this nation into what you have for in this time. Lord, we ask you for that, for these elections that are coming up next month, Father. And we bless this nation tonight. God bless America. God bless America. We declare it. God bless America in Jesus' name. Lord, we just say in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for America tonight, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, you can be seated. All right, tonight we got a special guest speaker. Uh, a few months ago, Robin McMillan uh, spoke to me and said he was, he was uh, thinking about or hoping to go to Brazil to do some ministry. And he asked me if, if I would like to go with him if he went. I thought, oh, man, yeah, I want to go to Brazil. I need to make up. Last time I was there, Jim Hill almost got us arrested, so I sort of wanted to go back on better terms, <laughs> but uh, it didn't work out. But then Robin was telling about Dan, who has a Dan Duke, uh, who is our speaker, who has a ministry in Brazil, and he told me he was coming. And Robin said, "You might better get him to come speak at your church." So I called Dan, and Dan, I heard him speak. On, uh, uh, he was speaking at a conference in Morningstar. Heard him speak, and he uh, shared some things, you know, mentioned, like, one of his person who really influenced him, like a spiritual father, Arthur Burt. You know, so I instantly knew, hey, we got a connection. And so when I called him, it was, uh, 
It was like, you know, sometimes you talk to somebody you like you know them, like you've always known them, but you really hadn't known them. You, that's the way I felt. Like, I thought, like, I know this guy. I've always known this guy. He's like me. Or maybe I'm like him. I don't know. But I felt like there was a real connection. So he, we worked it out for him to come tonight. Um, and I just told him whatever he's got on his heart. Hey, I asked him what he did down there. He said that he was a revivalist. Amen. I thought, man, there's a guy like he says, I'm a revivalist. That's what I do. So we need to be re- some revivalist anointing. But I, what I want to do tonight is just receive whatever the Lord has for us. And I believe that the Lord wants to give us an impartation here. Uh, because there's been actually been a revival going on in Brazil for, I think, almost 20 years. So just a, over, It's all over the whole nation. And so let's just welcome Dan and let's just bless him and just give him this liberty to. Thank you, Pastor. Why don't you stand to your feet, please? Lord Jesus, we welcome you tonight to come and do whatever you want to do. We invite you to come, Holy Spirit, touch anyone you want to touch tonight. We haven't come here to see any man. We're not impressed by any man. We've, we've come to see Jesus and receive his touch. Lord, we welcome you to come. Do whatever you desire to do. And Lord, I pray that you would touch every hungry soul tonight. And in fact, Lord, I pray that not one person would leave here as they came. Not one person would leave here as they came. Not one. Not even one, not even one person, nobody, not even one, would leave here as they came in Jesus' name, <laughs> including the preacher tonight, Lord. My God, there's nobody, <laughs> there's, there's nobody here that's half as, thank you, thank you, there's nobody here that's half, half, as, half as hungry as I am. Oh, Jesus, and in all of our revival meetings, and I am a revivalist by the grace of God, and I live for revival, I'm born for revival, I can't stand religion, so if you don't want to hear anymore, I'm happy to go back where I came from, and um, so, but I do want you to turn to the person beside you, tell them you love them, Jesus loves them, give somebody an embrace, give somebody an embrace, Hallelujah. I want to say thank you to our pastor tonight for the the invitation and inviting a stranger to come be with you here. That's always a risk. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, you are so wonderful. So wonderful. Is anybody hungry in the house tonight? Huh? No. But if you are hungry, and if you are hungry, now, son, I I work alone, all right? No, no, just playing with you. You know, many are hungry today, and and I really can't explain why they're hungry. I was like that for years. I only knew that, as perhaps is your testimony, I was so grateful for the grace of God, the love of God, the, all that He's done. But I was surrounded by people that were satisfied, uh, even even some within my family and, and, and close associates, close friends I had been friends with through the years. And 
I, I, was, I found myself surrounded by many who were just simply satisfied, but I couldn't be satisfied. I couldn't explain why I couldn't be satisfied. I was actually a little bit intimidated that I couldn't be satisfied. But so uh, finally, in my, in my lightning fast mind and deep appropriation of spiritual things, I thought I should ask the Lord why it is I'm not satisfied. And uh, he graciously explained it to me. He said, Dan, you're, you're, you're hungry because your hunger is your calling. It is good. It was good for me. He said, your hunger is your calling. He said, your, he told me your hunger, your hunger for God, is all the permission you need to seek God with all your heart and be, and be as radical as you want to be and press into God as much as you want to press in. And no one, no one, no apostle, prophet, evangelist, bishop, pope, anyone else, has any authority to, to curtail you or to hinder you in your pursuit for God. He said your hunger, the hunger you have in your heart, not only is your calling, but it is all of the confirmation or indication that you need that there is more for you. So go for it. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to go for it. Go for Him. You know, uh, obey your thirst. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Allow God to touch your life. Uh, another thing I learned late in my life, late for me, after 20 years of ministry at that time, more than 40 nations, this goes back quite a number of years, uh, I heard a preacher, someone that I hadn't met prior, but someone that really, really moved in a supernatural, wonderful anointing, unlike anything I'd ever seen. And, and I had seen some things at that time. I wasn't a novice. But one of the things that he said to me that so moved my life was so simple that actually I, I was embarrassed at the simplicity of it, but it was simply this. The more God can do in you, the more he can do through you. Now, that's, that's, that's embarrassingly simple. I'm surprised I, I didn't know that because uh, he, he said, if, if, Dan, if God can touch your life, if he can touch you, he can touch people through your life. The more he can do in you, the more he can do through you. Well, that had such impact in my life that it really changed a focus. Being a pastor and, and a minister, for a, a preacher for many years, I always sought God for something for the people. And I think my motive was right. It was, you know, I mean, I wanted, I wanted to have substance in my life and wanted to bless people and, and encourage people and have, have messages with, with depth and substance to them. And, and that's, that's admirable. That's okay. But I discovered this, that if God could do a deep work in me, then he could do a deep work through me and the focus of my, of my prayers the focus of my of my fastings, the focus of, of, of my of my dedication of my life, no longer was God do something in the people. It was God do something in me. Because if you can do something in me, you can touch somebody's life. You see, it wasn't a selfish motive. It was really came on the heels of a revelation. So we're living in a in a time you're living in here in the United States, I live in South America. But you're living in a time, a real critical prophetic time in the United States when the season, the spiritual season has changed. That's why some of you are feeling unsettled. That's why some of you are feeling maybe a little disconnected. 
That's why some of you have begun to question what it is you're doing, if it really makes any difference, or if you're really having any, any real effect, or if, it, if what you're doing matters. Anybody going through something like that, feeling something like that? It's, it's common in this country today, and that's only an indication that the season, the spiritual season, has changed from a dry season to a rainy season, and it's a, it's a, it's a latter rainy season that's going to give birth to a whole new mighty revival, mighty uh, revival of souls and and soul winning and the move of God across this nation. Somebody ought to be excited about that. And, uh, and God has a place for you in that. Hallelujah. Particularly if you've been faithful in the past season. Now, a dry season in your life isn't a pleasant season. It's my least pleasant. I like the rainy season. I like the move of God. I like the revival. That's why I live in Brazil. We've been in revival there for 20 years. And, and, and I like that season. But the dry season is necessary because it's during the dry times that, that you, the, the, the roots of your life, the roots of your faith, the roots of your relationship with Jesus have to go deeper than a superficial experience. You see, what we've seen in Brazil now is 20 years of revival has, has, bore, has brought more uh, uh, Christians, more people into the kingdom of God in the last 20 years than in the last 500 years combined. The Pope, this new Pope announced recently that Brazil, where 550 years was the largest Catholic nation in the world, can no longer even be called a Catholic nation. It's been a major, mighty move of God. And, and it, it has produced multiplied millions of new believers, but they were born in revival. And as wonderful as that is, in a revival season, if you can just get into the doors of the church, you're going to be blessed because it's raining. If you can just get there, something wonderful is going to happen to you. And we love that. But it does not produce depth of character, depth of revelation, depth of anointing, depth of purpose in your life. And we need some depth in our life. Well, the United States has been through a dry season. Those that have survived that now are in, a, in an opportunity to... to, uh, to be rained upon, you know, and, and to have a whole fresh season of growth and, and, and prosperity in your life. Anybody interested in that? You know, I spend a good bit of time up in the Amazon region and along the Amazon River and all of the tributaries and all of that. And, and along those rivers, and there are hundreds of them, the, 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 tree, the trees that grow along the side of the river are always so lush and, and, and so beautiful. They grow quickly. Uh, they produce fruit quickly. They look beautiful. Uh, but with any, with any high wind, any storm that comes through, they're the first ones to be blown over. And the reason is because they're so close to the source of water that they have no need to ever put down a deep root structure. You understand? It, it, they, they, the, the water is just right there at practically at the surface. And it produces quick and beautiful growth, but with any kind of turbulence, any kind of change in the weather, they're the first ones to fall. So we need, we need Christians with depth of character that have roots that are deep in their relationship with God, deep in the Scripture, deep in their worship, so they can withstand whatever wind, whatever storm is coming. How am I doing so far? All right? All right, well, turn and tell your neighbor, it's going to get better. But then tell your neighbor, but it depends a little bit on you, because the preacher has some, and you have some. And maybe we'll collide tonight 
and, uh, and something wonderful will happen. Now, Psalm 75, verse number, uh, verse number uh, 5 and, and uh, 6 and several verses there. Psalm 75, verse number 5. Lift not up your horn on high, speak not with a stiff neck. Verse 6. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. So in a time of change, in a change of season, it's time for some to be promoted. A change of season brings a fresh anointing. Turn with me to Psalm 9210. This is my favorite portion of Scripture, and I think in the whole Bible. I'll tell you why in just a minute. Psalm 92, verse 10, My horn shall you exalt like the horn of a unicorn or a wild bull. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Anybody want to be anointed with fresh oil? <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Well, you're going to be. Now, verse 11, My eyes shall see my desire on the wicked or on my enemies, and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. Verse, verse 12, The righteous shall flourish. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Verse 14, here's my favorite verse. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. My, my, uh, my Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese Bible says, They shall still be fruitful when their hair is gray. And the, the, the reason that that's of such interest to me, well, beyond the, you know, beside the obvious, is that I want to be fruitful. You want to be fruitful. We want to continue to bring forth fruit and continue to be relevant in our life, all of our life, and be a part and somehow included in what God is doing, no matter how long we live. Can you say amen? amen. You see, that's the heart of a true disciple. You know, we don't want, to, we don't want the, 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 the move of God to pass us by or to fall back, take it easy, relax, you know, any of that. We want to stay relevant to what God is doing. Can you say amen? That's our passion. Well, in order to do that, you have to keep moving forward in God. And in order to keep moving forward in God, you have to embrace every change of season and you have to be anointed with fresh oil. Every time of promotion... Every, every time of crisis, every time of a change of season in your life, you have to be anointed with fresh oil. And if you'll stay in that position all of your life, then you'll be one of those very, very few Christians that make every transition to every move of God. Oh, boy, that's, that, I tell you, that's my passion, my desire. Some of us here have been privileged to meet wonderful men and women of God over our lives, but we know very few. Arthur Byrd is one exception. Arthur Byrd is one man that has met that for 70, over 70 years of ministry, he's been able to transition from every move of God up to the current move of God today. Well, and that's very rare, but we want to be that way. Who wants to be that way? We want to stay current. We want to stay anointed with fresh oil. Now, we want to go, my real message, such as it will be, uh, is in, in 1 Samuel chapter 16. And we're going to be brief, and, and uh, there's not a lot of need to say a whole lot of, lot of things and, and, and bore you with an everlasting message or any of that, you know. But in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, we see a remarkable story of three individuals. 
And we see, we see in this story uh, King Saul. We see in this, in this story Samuel the prophet. And then we see in this story David, King David, who was to be king, the young shepherd boy. And these three, these three individuals represent those that God did use, those that God is using, and those that God will use tomorrow. Let's read the first verse of chapter 16. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? That's like saying, Why are you, are you stuck in the past? Why are you trying to give something, uh, 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 put it on an artificial uh, life form to keep something going? Why are, you, why are you trying to keep alive something that I have rejected? We, we could say that. In this case, it was Saul and his kingdom. He said, he said look, Samuel, uh, uh, I've rejected Saul. That was good while it lasted, perhaps, but Saul violated something. The Bible said he never, he never inquired of the Ark of the Covenant. He was a purely political, religious, political system. God said to Samuel, look, I have rejected him. He said, why are you mourning? But this is what I like. He said, Samuel, fill your horn with oil and go. And that's what we're looking for today. The man that God is using today, the woman that God is using today, the church that God is using today is not one that's mourning the past. It's one that's full of fresh oil today. And it's, it's, an, it's really an apostolic church. Now, that doesn't mean it's all apostles necessarily, but apostolic is, is a church that has a purpose, a church that has a vision, a church, a church that realizes they're here for a purpose, to do something, not to just occupy a territory or take up geography, but really they're a people of purpose. It's an apostolic uh, uh, going. It's, it's, it's there for a purpose, people with fresh oil. And then there, of course, there was David. David represents a coming, a new emerging generation that, has, that really has, has nothing going for him except he has a promise of God and he has an anointing that came to him when the man of God came with oil in his lamp. Now, the Saul represents this, this mentality of the, the person, or even, even it could be a congregation, that, uh, that has a throne. You know, Saul sat on the throne. He commanded the army. He was wealthy. He had everything going for him except one thing. He had no anointing. God had rejected him. He, was, he, he represented the past, that which God had moved away from. And, and Samuel, of course, is, it rec, rec, uh, represents that one with oil, fresh oil in his vessel. That's why we need to be anointed. You need to be anointed. You need to stay anointed with fresh oil. Fill your horn with oil and go. That gives you a purpose. It gives you a permission to go. Plus, it gives you something to look for. You're going to identify that which is just coming on the scene, that which God is just now doing in this new season. And you have oil to pour into it. You have oil to pour into a new generation. You have, you have wisdom to recognize this new thing that God is doing. We need men and women today. We need churches today that are full of fresh oil. I'll be anointed with fresh oil. I tell myself that. I, I, I confess that to myself every day. Dan, you will be anointed with fresh oil. And I respond to myself and say, thank you very much. I believe I will. I have it written right here. I'll be anointed with fresh oil. And there's really a lot here. I, I don't think I want to try and, and develop all that except to say
You do not want to be locked into or even a part of what God has done. It was good as it may have been for you. You want to recognize we're in a new season. And it right now may be experiencing only the very early, very misty little rain. It's not even a heavy rain yet. I, I went down and, and spent some days in, in the Lakeland uh, the Lakeland meetings, which called called Lakeland Revival. It wasn't a revival. It was at best, and I, I'm not being critical of it, I, I, I'm saying at best, it was a very, very light, little light, misty rain falling. And if I'm telling you, if that's what it was, then when the flood comes, when the strong wind comes, can you imagine what it's going to be like? Can you imagine what it's going to be like? So I'm, I may, if that sounds like a criticism, I don't mean it to be. I was there. I traveled 4,000 miles one way to go there and see for myself. And it was good and all of that, but I tell you, if at best... It was the light rain. It was just the just the light evening shower. But we're looking for a mighty torrent of the outpouring of the rain of God. That's what I'm looking for. That's what we've seen in, in, uh, in our country in Brazil. One of the things that set the revival apart there, the, uh, and which I think will be repeated here, is in our country, Brazil, 165 million people, a huge country, almost as big as the U.S. And I tell you, you didn't have to go to Sao Paulo. You didn't have to go to Rio. You didn't have to go to any city. The move of God was in every city. Well, that'd be wonderful when you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go here looking for to here. The kingdom is here. Jesus is here. And he said, don't believe it. It's in you. Friend, there's something in you. There's a move of God in you. There's revival that's in you. There's a fresh anointing that's in you. And all you need to do is be in a position to have it released in you. Recognize it's there and have it and, and release it to come out. Fill your horn with oil and go. Hallelujah. Stand up with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you tonight that somewhere here in this house there is a Samuel. Somewhere here in this house there is a David. Somewhere in this house there's the man, there's the woman that, that is full or will be full of fresh oil. And there are those that will have a promise of the future like David did. Saul had the throne. David had the future. Samuel had the oil. We want to be that man tonight, or that they want to be that woman tonight, that one, that sister that's here, that's full of fresh oil, that pastor that's here, that worship team that's here, that worship leader that's here, the leaders that are here, elders or deacons, whatever you have, are full of fresh oil. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Pastor, I want you to come, if you will. I want you to come stand right up here in front of me. I want you to lift your hands and close your eyes. Just stand right there. Somebody come and move this thing for me, please. I want our worship leader to come. Come and stand right In fact, I want the whole worship team to come. I want the whole worship team to come. I want you just to stand. You say, Dan, you didn't preach very long. It doesn't have to preach very long. Hey, I already, I already got my offering. I didn't have to preach at all. <laughs> Stand there with your hands lifted and your eyes closed, please. They're all right. They're not here, see? That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. Father, we thank you tonight for the river of God flows through this house. I thank you, Lord, for the hunger that's in this house and the openness that's in this pastor, the man of God, and that you put here. 
And Lord, I know we visited yesterday, we spoke yesterday, and I saw his heart, I saw his hunger. Lord, he's been waiting, seeking the Lord, believing, being before God, and there's not a lot that needs to be said. But we ask you, Lord, for a mighty impartation, for a mighty, mighty gifting of impartation in this man of God and all of these men tonight, that they would step up, they would step up as Samuel did. Samuel was the one who had put Saul in office. He's the one that had anointed Saul. But now he had to break from that which he actually had done. He had to allow himself to be promoted. He had to embrace the promotion. He had to embrace the future. He had to be willing to leave behind that which God was no longer breathing on and accept the future, accept the promotion. And I tell you, Pastor, the most difficult place is not only for pastors, for everybody here tonight. The most difficult place to be promoted is among those who know you. It's the most difficult place. It's the most difficult place to accept a promotion or accept a new anointing in your life because you're surrounded by those who know you and they have you in an, an, a, an image of who you are and, and the way you've been. And many times a congregation becomes threatened when, when the leadership begins to change or when the pastor begins to change and break through and enter into new realms and, and speak with a new authority or even change structures or even, even, even exalt some people or promote some people and remove others and it can make the congregation so insecure but I'm telling you he won't, God has sent a time of impartation and a time of anointing in this house I will be anointed with fresh oil what does it mean for the future we don't know for sure you accept the promotion you know we see, we see this lady who's uh, Sarah uh, that's, that's the vice presidential candidate and they, they keep saying is she, is she ready to, to be, be president if that was to happen well how can she know if she's ready to be president I mean how can anybody know you're ready you, just, you accept the call you accept you step into it you have confidence you embrace it and like what she's experiencing right now it's not been popular with everybody even those who know her and some of those who think they know her are her biggest critics. It works in the church. Let me tell you, it's God's, God's hour. It's God's moment. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And God has said to me, go. Fill your horn with oil and go. Fill your horn with oil and go to the U.S. Fill your horn with oil and go and look for that, for that new generation. Go and look for, for Davids, if you will. And when you find them, pour oil on them. When you find them, anoint them. When you find them, put your hands upon them. When you find them, release them. When you find them, break them through. When you find them, impart to them. It's supernatural. It's by, it's by, it's by, it's by the Spirit, saith the Come, holy fire. Come, holy fire. Come, holy fire. Come, holy fire. Come, you holy fire. Come, you holy fire. Come, come, mark. Come and mark. Come and mark. Mike, if you'll come, let me knock if you'll come here. Just hold the micro. This, no, this is this mic. You stay where you are. Just hold this. Just hold this. Just hold this. In Jesus' name. Now, Pastor, I have an impartation for you. The Bible says that, that 
a man's gift is like a precious stone and that wherever it turns up it prospers and the Lord has sent me here tonight to place a, a gift in your hand right there right there a gift a promotion an impartation what it, what is it I don't know it's not for me to know I can't tell you what it is. I can only tell you that it's right there. And by the authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to just inject that right into your spirit. Right into your spirit. Right into your spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we're going to remove the yoke off your shoulders that you've been wearing. We're removing it, Pastor, because it's become too small for you. It has begun to deform your shoulders, you know. The government is on his shoulders. The government is on your shoulders. The priests carry the ark on their shoulders. But a small yoke, when you've outgrown through faithfulness and diligence and discipline, you've outgrown it. It's time for it to be removed so your shoulders can come straight again and, and place upon you a new yoke. A yoke that's easy, a burden that's light, in Jesus' name. Never the same, never the same, never the same, never the same, never the same. Touch your servant tonight, touch your servant tonight, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let him hear, let him hear the songs of heaven. Let him hear what the angels are singing and sending down to her. Let him go up out of the, out of the outer court. Let him go up out of the outer court. Let him come through that veil. Let him come through the pillars, the pillars, into that most holy place with songs, songs of deliverance, songs of eternity, songs that the angels are singing, where heaven and earth comes together to collide together. Heaven comes down. Earth comes up to collide in the, in the, in the atmosphere. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we touch this servant tonight. Lay hands upon him for impartation. Impartation. Now, friends, you, you guys, I'm going to pray for some others tonight, but I want to tell you, you need to receive and not, and not resist. You need to receive and not resist. You need to receive and not resist. And give the anointing a place. Give the anointing a place within you, a place to abide within you. You need to yield to it. You need to yield to it. The secret of receiving is in yielding. It's not in trying harder. It's in yielding more. It's in yielding more. It's in yielding. It's in yielding. It's in yielding. It's not in trying harder. It's in yielding. 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 Yield to the Holy Spirit. Yield to the Holy Spirit and let Him touch you. Yield to the Holy Spirit and let Him touch you. Okay. Young young brother, go get your guitar, please. <laughs> Touch this handmaiden tonight, Jesus. Come on and receive. 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 Receive.
the light in the darkness. You're the hope to the hopeless. You're the peace to the restless. You are. You're the God of the city. You're the God of the city. You're the King of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. You are. You're the light in this darkness. You're the hope to the hopeless. You're the peace to the restless. You are. You've been hungry. Now it's time to receive. Now it's time to receive. Now it's time to receive. Be hungry. More hungry. Just keep singing, man. More hungry. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The violent people press into it. Can you press into it tonight? Who has a promise in your life? Who has a promise in your life? Who has a promise for the future? Who has an unfulfilled dream, an unfulfilled calling? Who's been feeling dry and, and, and discouraged and not sure you're accomplishing anything? And, and, and It's time for a fresh touch of God upon your life. Fresh God, a fresh touch of God upon your life. You're the peace to the restless. You are. For there is no one like God. All right. When this fire of God comes upon you, one or two of you right now, the fire of God is on you right now. Come out from where you're standing and come and stand here in the front. Only those who have the fire of God on you right now. It's going to come on everybody. But right now, those first. Those first. You're, the, you're just the seed. You're just the seed. Come and stand right here with your eyes, your, your hands lifted, your eyes closed. And receive. You see, you see, you see what happens, my friend. The, the Holy Spirit comes, it comes in the atmosphere. Comes in the atmosphere. Come looking for someone that will respond, someone that will yield. And as people yield, the anointing grows stronger. The anointing grows stronger. Every time somebody yields, the anointing grows stronger. Let him touch you. Listen, friends, this night is for you. You won't realize until this weekend or some days from now what is happening it's God's appointed time the Bible says that King David was anointed three times he was anointed by Samuel he was anointed by the elders of Judah he was then anointed by the elders of Israel each of those three anointings brought him to a higher place, a higher sphere of ministry. Uh, uh, each of those anointings gave him a greater voice, a broader voice, until the prophecy of Samuel was fulfilled. But it was through a process of fresh anointings in his life. Jesus was anointed three times. For 30 years, he was Jesus of Nazareth. At the Jordan River, 
he became Jesus Christ. At the resurrection, he became the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he was always the Lord Jesus Christ from eternity. But for 30 years, he was not walking as the Lord Jesus Christ. He was walking as Jesus of Nazareth. But with a fresh anointing at the Jordan River, he became Jesus the anointed. That's why there were no miracles. No devils were cast out. No blind eyes were opened. No 5,000 was fed until that second anointing came. It's your time. It's somebody's time here tonight for a fresh anointing that brings you to a whole fresh realm of life and ministry and worship and anointing. It's, it's, it's a fresh anointing that gives you, brings you closer to your destiny, closer to that prophecy that you've heard, closer to that promise that you've had. Only the anointing can bring you there. Only the anointing can destroy the yoke that has held you captive to where you've been. And friend, it doesn't have to be a bad yoke. You could have been faithful with that yoke. But that yoke, as you grow, the yoke doesn't grow. The yoke has to be replaced. It has to be taken off of you. It has to be destroyed. So a new yoke can be placed upon you. A burden that's easy. A yoke that's light. A yoke that's full of fresh oil. Fresh authority. Woo! Fresh anointing. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, fire of God. Come visit this house. Visit this house. Visit this house. Visit this house. Get that yoke. Yoke off of this man. Off of this man. Get off of him. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil upon you. Fresh oil. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. It's a fire of God. It's a fire of God. Let it burn. 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 Let it burn in you. Let it burn in you. There is no one like our God. Let it burn in you. There is no one like Where you've been is good. You've done a good work. You've been faithful. It's been good. But there's more. There's more. There's more. There's much more. There's a much higher place. There's a much higher place. You're to occupy a higher place in this region. A higher authority against principalities and powers. You're to occupy a higher place. The Spirit of God is saying, come up higher. Come up higher. Come up. The door is open. John said, I saw a door open in heaven. And the voice that spoke behind me said, come up here. Come up here. And immediately I was in the Spirit. That's the, that's the call to this nation. That's the call to churches in this nation. Why mourning after Saul? Why mourning after Saul? Time for new oil, fresh oil, fresh anointing. Fresh anointing, fresh oil. And you receive by yielding. You receive by yielding, my friend. Yield. Yield. Yield to the Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit. Lord, touch your servant tonight, your handmaiden. Touch her tonight. Touch her tonight, Jesus. Touch her tonight, Jesus. Touch her tonight, Jesus. Lord, she's been so hungry. She's been so hungry, Jesus. She's been so hungry, Jesus. Where's the pastor? Come here, pastor, again. Come stand here again. Just stand right here. I need to put my hands on you again. Listen, it's good here, but the ceiling, the spiritual ceiling is low. It needs to rise. We're going to, it's going to rise. You know that. But it's supernatural. It's super, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and receive. Receive. There it is. That's anointing right there. That's anointing. That anointing brings authority. And it lifts the ceiling, the spiritual ceiling. Every church has a spiritual ceiling. And, and you're... And you're in your phases of growth, you come to a place where you're bouncing against that ceiling, you know. Well, that's what that says is you've been faithful. You've been faithful to that point. I mean, it's not a negative thing. It just needs the ceiling needs to be lifted. Yeah. The ceiling needs to be lifted. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Woo. And, and it's not by trying harder. It's by yielding to the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. Fresh fire upon this handmaid. Fresh fire upon her. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Yes. That's right. More. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. That's right. That's right. Never the same. We're going to break that off your shoulders. We're going to break that off your shoulders. We're going to break that off your mind. The hand of God is upon all over you, sister. The hand of God, the call of God is upon you. Been up, uh, it's upon your life. I see. I see some of the conflicts. I see that. It's all right. Greater is he that is within you than he that's within the world. Let him touch you. Let him touch you. Tonight's your night. God sent me here for you. Jesus sent me 5,000 miles for you to put my hands upon you break something off of you and impart something else into you, something more powerful and release the gift of God in your life. Be free. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. Be free. Never the same again. Never the same again. It's for you. That's for you. That's for you. Come on, are you worshiping out there? Lift up your voice. How great is our God. Come sing with me. How great. How great is our God. How great is our God. How great is our God. He fills the heavens and the earth. He's the only one that can lift the ceiling. He's the only one that can open the door in heaven. Let him touch you tonight. It's promotion time. 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 You have to receive your promotion. 
It's a grace, but you have to receive the grace and allow God a time of promotion, given promotion to lift you up into a new place, even among those who know you, even among those who think they know you, even even among those who have seen weaknesses or, or seen failures in your life. The Bible says David was anointed in the midst of his brothers, right in the midst of his brothers, right in the midst of those that may have been more qualified, right in the midst of those who may have done everything right, right in the midst of those maybe who hadn't made mistakes. But God makes his own choices. The Bible says he chooses who he wills. He promotes who he wills. He gives grace to who he will. You need to let him do it to you. You need to let him promote you, even among those, even among those who know you. Even among those who know you. Walk in that promotion. Come on, let's sing. Let's worship. tonight my friend that those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God and that they will still bring forth fruit even when their hair is gray that's for you my friend that's for you my friend that's for you embrace the future embrace the call embrace the anointing be anointed be anointed be anointed. Be anointed. Promotion. Promotion time. Promotion time. Promotion time. Promotion in hearing. Promotion in speaking. Promotion in declaring. Promotion in decreeing. Promotion in ruling in the midst of your enemies. It's promotion time, sister. Promotion time. Take that. That's the anointing. Don't send it back. Keep it. That's the anointing. That's for you. That's for you. He is jealous for me. Yes, he is. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. Just keep your eyes upon Jesus. Still haven't broken through yet. We're going for a breakthrough here, friends. Come on. We're still down in the lower realms, friends. We need to come up. We need to come up. We need to come up. We're in a low place. This is a low place, friends. We need to come up. We need to come up. It's a low place. There's rivers in the high places. Rivers in the high places. Here, I want you to lift your hands, close your eyes, be ready to receive. I'm just going to come down quickly. 
What's going to happen when I touch you? There will be a, an instantaneous flow. I, I don't know how, what to call it exactly. An in, in, instantaneous transference of anointing. The anointing is the presence and the power of Jesus working first in you and then through you. I'm not looking for a certain manifestation that you would fall or stand. Or that's, I'm, only, I'm only looking and expecting you to receive the anointing, give it a place to abide within you. There it is, right there. There it is. Right there. Right there. Right there. There it is. Right there, my friend. That's for you. That's for you, my friend. That's for you. That's powerful. The call of God is upon your life. It's a prophetic call. It's a call. Speaking the word of God prophetically to people. You see things. God shows you things. He shows you things about people, not bad things necessarily, but He shows you know things about people. It's a prophetic calling, a prophetic gifting in you. We stir it up tonight. We stir it up tonight. We stir it up and touch it with anointing that it could come to a higher place of release, that it come to a higher place of confidence in your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And maiden, you've been very, very hungry. You've been hungry for God. You've been asking, God, what's my place? God, what, what, what is for me? What do I do? You've been saying, God, I'm not like other people necessarily. I don't, resp- I don't respond the way others do. I'm not, I'm not as outgoing as others. But the Lord says His, His hand is upon your life to receive. He's inviting you to receive fresh oil, fresh anointing that will change your life forever. He's inviting you to bow the knee and just to humble yourself and receive what He has for you. He's also... We ask the Lord for... We ask the Lord for healing for that. For healing for that. Deliverance and freedom for that in Jesus' name. For healing and deliverance from that. In Jesus' name. Tonight's your night, my sister. Tonight, Jesus sent me here for you. Sent me here for you. Receive it. Don't try to take it in your in your thinking, in your mind. It's not a work in your head. It's a work in the spirit, in your spirit. Receive that. There it is. There it is. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. Still bring forth fruit. Still bring forth fruit. Still bring forth fruit.